Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds and my partner in crime for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your spiritual growth, personal growth, vocation, and calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Thanks for joining us at Next Step Leadership. My name is Chris Maxwell, and I'm honored to have Tracy Reynolds uh, with me. Tracy, thanks for this opportunity to have conversations about topics we love to discuss. Hey, man, it's good to be with you. This is number three. We are rocking and rolling here. Uh, You know, last time when we finished the session, I felt like we weren't finished. You know, so I'm yeah. glad we're kind of going back to to kind of recap that and start again. So, yeah, as you think about a next step, um, you need to make sure that you have uh, finished taking the the step that you that you needed to take before you can move on to that next step. And and we were in the kind of in the middle of this this deep conversation. And you and I both have have hearts uh, for people. We care for people, and we uh, see so many people hurting in these times. Um, and we encouraged our audience, hey, you know, the importance of acceptance. Don't try to be someone you're not. Accept who you are. Accept your role and your responsibility. And then we kind of took it a different direction about how we, you know, may be prone to uh, trying to be someone we aren't. Um, but, but Tracy, this is heavy stuff. And we are not always uh, capable of identifying who we are ourselves. So we threw in the importance of not doing this alone. Uh, you know, don't let it be in the singular. Let it be in the plural, where we have people speaking into our lives. But I believe uh, there are people who are listening to us who need mentors. They need to visit a pastor or a professional counselor right now. What, what are your thoughts as I'm as I'm saying that? Because that's that's very important to me. You know, I I remember way back. Uh, and I gave my life to, to Jesus uh, after being raised in the church when I was 17 years old when I really got serious about following the Lord. And I, I sometimes think back, was it a sermon or was it a person that led me to Jesus? Hmm. And while there were messages and there were words and there was conviction of the Holy Spirit, quite honestly, Chris, it was the person. It was the relationships that I had. It was seeing Jesus um, alive in someone else. It was the way they treated me. It was the empathy. It was the care. It was the concern and compassion that my youth pastor, his name was Frank, and I'll always love Frank for that. Uh, and it was it started, and it and my growth was grounded in that relationship. You know, he probably wouldn't want to hear this, but I can't remember not one sermon he ever preached. But I remember that he was there to support me at ball games, and we had these these uh, small group meetings in a house with about six or seven of us. And I don't remember what we talked about, but I know that I was loved and I was cared for, and that we were we prayed for each other. And it was that kind of level. And you know, it's funny. I got a phone call one day last week uh, from California from somebody who was in that group forty five years ago. So it just points to the importance of those relationships and creating those environments where I can be myself and I can trust and be accepted. And Chris, you and I have that kind of relationship. And I thank God for you. I want you to know that, friend, 
that I don't take you for granted. Uh, most people don't know about uh, Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds is that about six o'clock in the morning, more night, more mornings than not, there's a texting going on between, and it's sometimes it's fun banter, and sometimes it's serious stuff, and oftentimes it's all the above. But that's much like our lives. We've been together for over fifteen years, and um, but. It's always been the safe place that I can be me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to be honest, when we started down this path with a podcast, the, the thing that made this okay was when I realized I was doing this with my buddy. A, and I don't have to be nervous because all we have to do is just be us in front of people. And I think that'll be a benefit. Right. 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 Well, think back about the conversations you and I've had in the in the places that we have walked together and and prayed together and 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 as as people are listening to this, they need to understand that we're not talking about hanging out with a clone. <laughs> this is not someone who's just like you. I'm not a musician. You are. Um, you have better Georgia, hair than me. You're, uh, yeah, I have no hair. Uh, you're a Georgia Bulldog fan. I'm yes, not. It's, it's like, uh, you know, we, we are both uh, Braves fans, but we would walk together in these long prayer walks. Uh, just remember our times going to Accelerant and being there to meet all of these young people and, and hanging out together. Um, we we love the walks. We love praying and take, taking time that I would pray and you would pray. But when we got to your desired place of destination, <laughs> that would be not Starbucks, mine. I emphasize you. Uh, you would have your coffee. I don't. I don't drink coffee. But you knew what I would have every time. My blueberry. I'm going for my little blueberry muffin, and I'm going to have my water. We do not have to be just alike, but we can be together. We can choose to have healthy dialogue with each other. I want our listeners to understand that this is this is kind of an assignment I want to give them. Do not let pains from the past control our present and our future decisions. Do not let the pains from your past control your present and future decisions. As we're taking next steps, uh, we have to identify what those pains are. Yes, we've talked about that. But it helps us to have people around us that we can take a walk with, that we can sit together at a coffee shop and have dialogue with. People that we're not just like, but that we love, that we will listen to, that we will be honest with, that we can trust and have conversations. Yeah, I'm thinking of Ecclesiastes. There's, uh, it's just so uh, written, written by Solomon. It says, you know, two are better than one. You know, they get a better return for their work. I mean, you know, it makes sense. You got to double the effort. He said, but you know, if one gets cold, they think one been, the other one can come alongside and warm them up. Or a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. If one falls down, you know, the other one can be there to, to help them up. And and I think back about our relationship. There've probably been times when we've done all those things for each other. And you're right. It. There's something about realizing that it's good to have people around who see from a different vantage point, who have different sets of gifts, and they complement us, that I'm no longer competing with you, Chris. We're there to complete each other, not compete. Mm. I like that. Well, in my years of pastoring uh, in Orlando, Florida, had a group of men that I met with regularly. We all pastored churches, but but our churches were not just alike. Uh, we had we were different in in size of of people in attendance, uh, different in preaching styles, music styles, pastoral styles. Um, but we could be there to encourage one another to know 
the past steps we had taken and what to do with those past steps, what step we're on right now, uh, and how to deal with where we were in those moments, but then challenge one another, dare one another, encourage one another to take the next step that God was wanting each of us to take. And that was so healthy for me. But then also seeing a professional Christian counselor was healthy for me. Uh, journaling was healthy for me. As I would write, uh, you know my, you know my initial drafts. You've, I've read those to you, and and you've read some of those poetic journaling entries as I'm thinking and processing something. But that helped me identify where I am in the moment. And as I notice myself better in my present location, not just the location vocationally, but emotionally, spiritually, relationally, as we identify our present locations, then we're able to be uh, better capable of taking the next step because we know why we are where we are. Oh, man, I I so agree with that. I, I think that we're not talking about a lot of people. I mean, we're talking about one or two or three people, uh, definitely less than a handful. If a handful is five, then it's, it's that, it's less than that probably. Cause I don't need a crowd of people, but I do need, and I've lived long enough, Chris, that, that I so treasure the people along, uh, my, through my, my lifetime. Uh, many have gone on to be with the Lord and, you know, the, then, but they were significant voices in my life. Um, but I'm always looking for that one or two people who are the handful of people that, that love Jesus and love me enough to tell me the truth. Um, Chris, you're honest with me. I mean, there probably, I cannot remember many times that, that we've ever had any kind of cross words or, and I'm sure there have been times when I've exasperated you and I, but, but there have been, those have been few and far between. And we've learned to, to yield to each other. We know what each other needs. Um, and I think creating not only the relationship, but then creating space for that relationship. I know, uh, you know, I left the college uh, where we've served for 15 years uh, back in July. And the hardest part of that uh, for me was not knowing how we would redefine our relationship. I was more afraid of the loss of that. And I knew that we wouldn't I knew we'd find a way, but that was really weird. And I think it was weird for you too. Uh, and I think when we talked about that, honestly, that was a breakthrough. And we did made a commitment that we're, we were going to not. And, and now seven, eight months, other side of that, I'm so grateful that we've made those choices. But the reason for that is because I need you. And that's an important declaration to say, you know, we all need other people. And I've got stuff. You, that's my big theological word for the things we bring to the table, our baggage, yeah. uh, is we've got stuff. And, and we, we need to uh, deal with that, embrace that, and don't deal with it alone. Yeah. Do not live in denial and call it faith. Let's face who we are. Let's face our situations. Let's face it. And I like to say it this way, let's face it and let God grace it. And the way God does that is he, he, he brings people into our lives. He wants us spending time with Him. We'll talk about that in our next, in our next uh, conversation about practical steps we can take so that we can grow and develop. But, but before we do that, we have to 
emphasize the importance of this, the people who are beside us, traveling along with us. I, I really like the way that uh, our friend Lee Grady, uh, he's written about this, and we've talked about it in a lot of the, uh, of the conferences that we've done together in Bold Venture. Um, but the importance of having, that each of us needs to be a Timothy who has a Paul speaking into our lives. Someone is mentoring us. So as you're listening to that, ask yourself, ask yourself who is mentoring me? Uh, and, and then pursue the right person who will be your mentor. Uh, and then kind of the next phase would be um, not only do we need a Paul and we need to, to be the Timothy that the Paul is mentoring, we need to be a Paul and we need to be mentoring a Timothy. Who are you leading and how are you leading them? Uh, ask yourself those questions. And then the next part is so important. And this is the example that Tracy and I have been talking about, about our relationship. We need a Barnabas who's beside us, someone to walk along uh, with us in this adventure of the next step. What are we to do? Why am I here? Uh, what do you suggest? Here are my thoughts. Let's just dream together. Let's, let's dare one another. Let's challenge one another. Each of those are just kind of people that we need in our place. We need a Paul, we need a Timothy, and we need a Barnabas, someone, an encourager who's right beside us. Yeah, and you know, some of those, uh, I know you and I both love books and those kind of influences. Um, some of my mentors are dead. I mean, they, they are people that, are, that maybe have been dead for centuries, and their writings are mentoring me now. And the older I get, the, the population kind of thins out if I'm looking for someone who's older than me who's been around the block a few more times. Um, but man, it's huge to me. I got to have a handful of people who are speaking into my life. And I love what you said. We've also, we can't be like the Dead Sea, just receiving and receiving and receiving without having an outlet. Mm. That I believe that if God has, whatever we have, whatever relationship with Jesus has been, you know, we have that much that we can pour out so that we've got to turn. It's not my job to fill your cup, Chris, but it is my job to empty mine. I think it was Andy Stanley that said that, you know, it's not my job to fill everybody's cup because I'm not, I don't have the capacity. You're going to need a lot of different voices to do that, but we've got to be empty in ours. And if, and if you've been walking with Jesus for a week, you've got a week's worth of Jesus to give away. If you've been walking with Jesus for 40 years, you've got that much to give away to other people. And there are people in our sphere of influence, people that, are, that, are, that, that we haven't even thought about. So I'm an extrovert. I'm not a leader. Well, a leader just means somebody who influences other people. And God has placed people around you who trust you, who'd never know me or trust me. But those people, man, just being that, that, as you said, a Barnabas to those people. Well, give us a music line. How, how does, give us an illustration. We've, we've used that in each of our conversations so far. So as we close, uh, how does that apply musically then in a way that we can then fit it into our lives? You know, I, I shared the, the idea of comping, coming alongside you know, other people. But I'll put it this way. Yesterday, I was working with a, a group of teenagers in a jazz band. I said, you know, music's not just the right rhythms and the right pitches, you know, uh, the highness or lowness of something or the right amplitude, how loud or soft. But, but the key to doing all that is listening, mm. listening. I'm not just listening to what I'm doing. But if I'm going to, to play in tune with you, that means I've got to listen not only to me, but also to you and to the standard of whatever pitch we're trying to stand, make sure I'm not overshadowing you or I'm not letting you overshadow me, but I'm listening, I'm attending to that. And I think relationally, 
That's the key, man. I've got to be trusting you enough to, to share deeply and love you um, with, uh, without judgment, without trying to fix you and take you on as a project, but just to be your friend, to come alongside and want you to do well so that I'm listening, not to figure out what I'm going to say next, but I'm listening, trying to understand what's going on because I care about where you are. And then I'm listening to my own response to that. And then together, I'm just trying to to, to re- respond together to make beautiful music together. Mm, Hope that that makes is sense. so good. That is so good. I often say, uh, you know, we have one mouth and two ears. Uh, let's let's listen well. And uh, Tracy and I want to thank all of you for uh, listening to us and our conversations. We hope this is encouraging to you and helpful. Um, you can find out more about us online. Uh, you could pick up some of my books, and and uh, we'll be talking to you more about that in the uh, in the future. But our goal is this: we want to make your next step your best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Hey, do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans. And new music is coming soon. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday, so join us next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. <laughs>